0: وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطْلَ مِّنْ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series where, wherever you'll get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org Inshallah in this episode we will continue reading and reflecting upon the 20th word. We are close to the end but we are not there yet. This treatise is about uh, the Qur'an's miraculousness and especially the tales or narrations of prophetic miracles in the quran especially the station the second station the second section of the treaties that we are reading is about the uh, stories of prophetic miracles uh, but not only about this those stories we don't listen to them just as stories but also the meanings and indications that those prophetic miracles have for us especially with regard to the Qur'an pointing to, as Ustad Nursi interprets in this treatise, the Qur'an pointing to the furthest levels of advancement in arts and crafts and sciences that the human beings can reach. How the Qur'an points to the furthest level stages of that and also encourages human beings to study to examine uh, the universe, the world that we live in, and try to identify patterns, regularities in it, try to identify the qualities of things, properties of things, as manifestations of God's divine will and names and attributes. The patterns that we observe are manifestations of God's will. God chooses to create and we are not using the past tense here. God chooses to create the realm, the cosmos according to certain norms that he has legislated, that he has put in place in the creation. If you call them you know, laws of nat- nature or natural laws and so on and so forth, we are making a um, grave error, a big error. Because nature is not a thing. For a, for a law to exist, there has to be a lawgiver, And a concept that does not exist in reality, a concept that exists only in human, human imagination and intellect, cannot give laws, cannot be the legislator. So when we look at the universe in this way, we do two things. One, we fulfill an aspect of uh, the, the very purpose of our existence, which is to know our Lord and to worship Him. And this universe is a means for us to know Him to get to know him and the more we know the better we know the more we worship the more intensely and sincerely we worship the second aspect is God has appointed us human beings as the vicegerent on earth as his vicegerent on earth and he has given its the earth's um, blessings to our service, for our survival and comfort. And he is pointing in the Quran, according to Stad Nursi's interpretation of these verses that we are reading, he is pointing in the Quran to the furthest levels, furthest limits of how comfortable, how comfortable we can get here. So if we do that with the intention of knowing our lord and fulfilling our duty here on earth as as his vicegerents with the intention to be um helpful useful to other people and other creatures then it's worship in both ways but the important really important part of this is we don't forget the first part of it of this whole um phenomenon that that we are talking about we don't forget the first part of it and then jump to the second part that would be a um, grave error that that is the that is the path to eternal damnation right once we do the first part then we move on to the second part and then we are in really sound um, firm territory so bismillah we will continue reading uh, this uh, second station of the 20th word and the part we are uh, going to to begin reading begins with a uh, a couple of uh, verses or phrases from uh, verses so we will start by reading those astaghfirullah tayr mahshura Cümleleriyle Hz. Davud ve Süleyman Aleyhisselam'a kuşlar enva'ının lisanlarını, hem istidatlarının dillerini, yani hangi işe yaradıklarını onlara Cenab-ı Hakk'ın ihsan ettiğini şu cümleler gösteriyorlar. With the sentences, we have been taught the speech of birds and this is the first uh, verse we read. It is from uh, chapter 27 verse 16 of the Qur'an. And uh, we can read the maybe fuller version of the verse and that would be, it's about salam and Dawud Solomon succeeded David. He said, people, we have been taught the speech of birds and we have been given share of everything, given a share of everything. This is a clearly, this is a clearly great favor. Or this is clearly a great favor. So um, Ustad Nursi takes from this verse the part or limna we have been um, taught the speech of birds and this is sulaiman he knew how to speak or he knew uh, the, the the tongues of birds he did not listen to them just as songs but when he listened to it he understood the meanings too and the second verse is and the birds too in flocks all echoed his uh, his praiser now this is uh, chapter 38 verse 19 and Sebat Dawood reads as follows remember our servant David a man of strength who always turned to us we made the mountains join him in glorifying us at sunset and sunrise and the birds too in flocks all echoed his praise we strengthened his kingdom we gave him wisdom and a decisive way of speaking so and this is uh, chapter 17 through 20 of uh, verses 17 through 20 of chapter 38 in the Quran so dawud alayhis would uh, glorify god supplicate god and he, his his voice was beautiful and powerful and god uh subjugated mountains to him that we talked about this in the previous episode that mountains would glorify god with him and the birds too right echo repeat uh, his glorifications his praise that the praise that he was offering uh to god so mashallah it Sarah fa'il the one who causes something to happen is like the one who does it right as sababu can find the one who is the causer is is like the active agent of an act and Dawood was causing the mountains and the birds to glorify god and he was taking his share from that his spiritual reward uh, from that these sentences show that the sublime real has bestowed to hazrat david Dawood and Solomon Sulaiman, alayhi the varieties of the birds tongues and the tongues of their aptitudes that is what they are useful for so start Nursi uh, interprets this as meaning that they did not only learn what the birds said when they song when they sang but also the tongues of their aptitudes that is what the birds could do what could they be useful for? I and mean, we know that for chicken, for instance. We know how to raise chicken. We know that its uh, egg is useful as nutrition. We know that its meat is useful as nutrition. We know that if we have a farm, if we you know let the chicken loose on the uh, farm field after, uh, after harvest, it uh, cleans the land and uh, turns the soil over. So it, it has lots of uses. A beautiful beautiful animal and its feathers can be used etc etc but for uh, Suleiman and Dawood they were taught God taught them the, the aptitudes right the chicken has the aptitude to you know dig soil for instance right it has the aptitude to lay eggs they were taught the aptitudes of all birds subhanallah they were all in their service and along with other things that they, that were on in their service right so this is miraculous this is a miraculous uh, phenomenon that we are being told about in the quran evet madem hakikattir madem bir sofray rahmandır insanın şerefine kurulmuştur Öyleyse, O sofradan istifade eden sair hayvanat ve tuyurun çoğu insana musahhar ve hizmetkar olabilir. Nasıl ki en küçüklerinden bal arısı ve ipek böceğini istihdam edip ilham ilahi ile azim bir istifade yolunu açarak ve güvercinleri bazı işlerde istihdam ederek ve papağan mesullü kuşları konuşturarak medeniyeti beşeriyenin mehasinine güzel şeyleri ilave etmiştir. Öyle de başka kuş ve hayvanların istiddat dili bilinirse çok taifeleri var ki kardeşleri hayvanat ehliye gibi birer mühim işte istihdam edilebilirler. Mesela çekirge afetinin istilasına karşı çekirgeyi yemeden mahveden sığcık kuşlarının dili bilinse ve harekatı tanzim edilse ne kadar faydalı bir hizmette ücretsiz olarak istihdam edilebilir. İşte kuşlardan şu istifade ve teshiri ve telefon ve fonograf gibi, cam, gibi camidatı konuşturmak ve tüyurdan istifade etmek en münteha hududunu şu ayet çiziyor, en uzak hedefini tayin ediyor en haşmetli suretine parmakla işaret ediyor, ediyor ve bir nevi teşvik eder. Yes, since this is the reality, since uh, Dawood and Süleyman selam, were given this miracle and also since birds have aptitudes, birds speak, they have aptitudes, other animals have aptitudes and these aptitudes can be harnessed for uh, for benefit right since this is the reality since the face of the earth is a table of the merciful spread to honor the human being subhanallah what a beautiful way to look at the face of the earth since the face of the earth first of all face of the earth face is not any organ on the body in the you know in the body it is not the toes it is not the back right the face Uh, especially if it's human face, but this is the analogy, right? We are making an analogy to human face. The face is honored. The face is honored, and because it is honored, you know, for instance, we don't hit the face. So, we don't, uh, we don't insult the face, we don't offend the face. If we were to see the earth, right, what we are walking on and digging for cultivation, if you were to see it as face, right face of the earth, we would feel the need to honor it. We need to honor the face of the earth. And moreover, moreover since the face of the earth is a table of the merciful, now it is not just any table, but table of the merciful. Now, even more reason to honor it, because it is as a, a table that belongs to God. You know, we, we we don't sit there and eat as if we have never seen food. We don't sit there and eat with dirty hands, for instance. right? It is the table of the merciful. We need to honor the merciful when we sit at his table and need to behave accordingly, following the manners, following the etiquette. Since the face of the earth is a table of the merciful, spread to honor the human being. Now, this is spread to honor the human being. Us. So, that's a tremendous blessing, and we need to respond to the blessing as it is due. Right? With gratitude. With thankfulness. Appreciation. And using it, benefiting from it once again, as it is due. Then other animals and most birds that benefit from that table can be subjugated to humans and serve them. Now there are other animals, other birds all around and the earth is a you know table spread, but it is spread to honor the human being. It is prepared like a, like a crib, like a cradle, crib, before the human being come, came here. To host him and the human being is made made the vice gerent of the earth. That's God that who is telling this to us, right? So since it is spread to honor the human being, then others, other beings who are invited to this table, right, it makes sense for them to take the position of servants. I mean, that doesn't mean that we need we should be like oppressing them. Like, when we say servant, the, the meaning that should come to our minds here is not um, a chattel slavery like relationship. No, no. The human being is honored to benefit from this table because of its humility, because it is created from dirt and it deserves that honor as long as it remembers keeps in mind that he is created from dirt it was satan who said i am created from fi- fire fire i'm better that was cast down cast out of god's presence right so we we, we don't want to put ourselves in that position everything else is Um, subjugated to the human being to serve the human being so that so that the human being serves his Lord worships his Lord and presents the worship of everything else to his Lord as their um, representative as their envoy right they are not all our services for nothing there, there is there is a return that they get from this too, and that is the human being presents their worship, their glorifications, their supplications, and so on and so forth to the Lord in a conscious way. As he has added to beautiful achievements of the human civilization, beautiful things by opening a tremendous path of benefit through the employment of Uh, through the employment of some of the smallest among those animals, such as the bee and the silkworm, through divine inspiration, by employing pigeons in some tasks, and by making birds such as parrots talk. Likewise, if the tongue of the aptitudes of other birds and animals could be known, like their brethren, the domesticated animals, there are many groups among those birds and animals that can be employed in important tasks let's try to understand this better as he has added, God has added to beautiful achievements of the human civilization so the human beings are sent to this earth uh, beginning with Adam a.s. we don't know exactly when but a long time ago and ever since they have been accumulating uh, arts and crafts and knowledge so that's what we call civilization there was civilization 5,000 years ago too. And civilization has a metaf- metaphysical aspect as well. Right? Sometimes we as human beings, sometimes in some places, we as human beings exa, really exa, in, in the material aspects of civilization. But then we you know, denigrate ourselves with regard to the metaphysical aspects of civilization. And sometimes it's the opposite. So this is not a linear progress, but there is progress so God is the one who adds these arts and crafts and achievements to human beings he is the one who inspires them or who uh, teaches to human beings through revelation through prophets he is the one who uh, makes these patterns and properties in the in the matter that we use for our benefit right as he has added to the beautiful achievements of the human civilization beautiful things So some of those beautiful things we will mention here by opening a tremendous path of benefit through the employment of some of the smallest among those animals, right? What are those animals? Such as the bee and the silkworm, right? We use the bee, we use the silkworm, we get honey from one and also uh, pollination uh, from one and we get silk from the other through divine inspiration. Why is the bee doing all that? there are amazing things that both the bee and the silkworm do how does the bee that just came out of the uh, the the comb, the hive, how does it know that how does it know how to fly, how does it know know, to, to figure out directions, how does it know how to go to the flowers, how does it know how to get the pollen, how does it know how to come back and find its way, how does it know how to make a... this is it's difficult for us human beings to understand this because we learn most things through studying and being uh, instructed, right? How does the bee know it? Through inspiration. Now there are certain things that, that we know through inspiration. to, right? Um, to walk, for instance, right? Nobody teaches babies to first um, stand on four and then Crawl and then try to get up, right? What is it that that the baby feels an urge to get up? So there's inspiration there too, but it's difficult for us to understand because most things we know are through instruction and, and study or observation, right? But for the bee and the worm, it is through divine inspiration. God gave them to us, right, and inspired them to serve us, to do these things for us. By, another example, by employing pigeons in some tasks, one of them, you know, sending mail, and by making birds such as parrots, parrots talk. What's the benefit of that? Well, maybe entertainment, there may be other benefits too. Likewise, if the tongue of the aptitudes of other birds and animals could be known, I gave the example of chicken, Ustad he gave the examples of bees, silkworm, pigeons, parrots. Likewise, if the tongue of the aptitudes of other birds and animals could be known, like their brethren, the domesticated animals, like the cow, the sheep, the pigeon, right? there are animals that are not domesticated, like um, tiger. How do you benefit from tiger? You cannot. You cannot benefit from tiger, maybe at a circus, but, you know, is that abuse or benefit? That That's debatable. If the tongue of the aptitudes of other birds and animals could be known, like their brethren, the domesticated animals, there are many groups among those birds and animals that can be employed in important tasks. We know some of them, we don't know some others. For example, if the tongue of starlings, which destroy locusts without eating them, mean, eat some of them, but just destroys, is known, if the tongue of the starlings is known, and their movements are regulated, they can be employed in such a useful service free of charge. Starlings are birds. They they are inspired to attack locusts. And locusts sometimes cause great destruction in uh, food sources. So the starlings, if he knew how to uh, organize their movements, if he knew their languages, and if he could talk to them, if he could command them, they can be employed in such useful service free of charge. right? So this verse draws the furthest line with regard to benefiting from birds and subjugating them, making inanimate things talk, as in the case of telephone and phonograph, and benefiting from the birds. It, the verse, designates the furthest target in this regard. So we need to think about what is the furthest target that we can learn from this. salam was was given uh, was taught the language of birds. And birds were echoing the glorifications of uh, Dawud in flocks. The verse points with a finger to the most sublime form of this benefit and in a sense encourages it. This is important. We are not only learning about this, we are also being encouraged. İşte Cenab-ı Hak şu ayetlerin lisanı remziyle manen diyor ki: Ey insanlar! Bana tam abd olan bir hem cinsinize Onun mübvetinin ismetine ve saltanatının tam adaletine medar olmak için mülkümdeki muazzam mahlukatı ona musakhar edip konuşturuyorum ve cunudumdan ve hayvanatından çoğunu ona hizmetkar veriyorum. Öyle ise her birinize de madem gök ve yer ve dağlar hamilinden çekindiği bir dağlar hamilinden çekindiği bir emaneti kübraye tevdi etmişim, halife-i zemin olmak istidadını vermişim. Şu mahlukatın dizginleri kimin elindeyse ona rağm olmanız lazımdır. ...ta onun mülkündeki mahluklar da size ram olabilsin... ...ve onların dizginleri elinde olan zatın namına elde edebilseniz... ...ve istidatlarınıza layık makama çıksanız. Okay. So, in the tongue of the hint in these verses... ...ay, Üstad Nusya is saying, this is not what the verse says clearly and evidently. If it was clear and evident... um, there wouldn't be a need for inter- interpretation and if we attempted to interpret in other ways then we would be sinning. But there are hints, there are levels of meaning. There, w- there are levels of meaning and levels of understanding. So the meaning Ustad Nursi is uh, interpreting and bringing out for us here is at the level of a hint. right? In the tongue of the hint in these verses and to get those hints one has to become really intimate with the text one has to live with the quran know the quran and live with the quran and it is it is up to god the um, how much of its secrets that he opens up to each heart the sublime real says metaphysically with those hints god says metaphysically oh human beings i am su- Metaphysically, meaning in meaning. This is the meaning that we uh, understand from here, right? Not verbally. God says, metaphysically, O human being, I am subjugating tremendous creatures in my domain to one of your kind, that is Dawud a.s. and alayhi salam, who completely devotes himself to being my slave. And I am giving most of my soldiers and animals to him as servants in order to ensure the innocence of his prophethood and the complete justice of his royal power. We talked about this before, uh, for complete justice, that justice has to reach everywhere, each nook and crook of the, uh, the country, the kingdom, right? And salam, also Dawud but especially salam, was given this knowledge that he could learn what's going on, what's happening in his kingdom from animals from ants even. As this was um, bestowed upon Suleyman salam, one of God's servants uh, who completely devoted himself to being God's slave. And I am giving most of my soldiers and animals to him. Soldiers and animals, the various creatures that God has created in the realm, especially on earth, including the jinn, the satans we talked about that in the past too and i am giving most of my soldiers and animals to him as servants in order to ensure the innocence of his prophethood and the complete justice of his royal power in that case since i have given to each one of you now this was given to suleyman but each one of us is given something too since i have given to each one of you a great trust that the heavens the earth and the mountains have refrained from carrying Since I have given the aptitude of being a vicegerent of the earth to you, right? We are vicegerents of the earth, we are caretakers of the earth, and this is given to us in relation to, um, and also because we, uh, because of a, a trust, a responsibility that was put on our shoulders, too. And according to many scholars, rather, most scholars, that trust is. Um the partial human will, partial choice in addition to several other things or on top of several other things because it would it would not be meaningful if we didn't have those other things. The Anna, the uh, distinctive many distinctive human qualities and aptitudes that are given to us, the um, the, the intellect right that is given to us. All of these are instruments that we we benefit from in using our power of choice, limited power of choice. In that case, since I have given to each one of you a great trust that the heavens, the earth, and the mountains have refrained from carrying, since I have given the aptitude of being a vice of the earth to you, you should yield to the one in whose hands the reins of those creatures are. How are you going to use your vice How are you going to fulfill your vice You need to be um, disposing here in this world. You need to be moving things around, arranging things, relating things, changing things. But you don't have the power to do any of that. How are you going to do it, right? Well, there is someone who has the power to do it and He has given you an opportunity to connect to Him. You should yield to the one in whose hands the reins of those creatures are, so that the creatures in His domain could yield to you. You yield to God, you submit to God, and He subjugates His creatures to you, and that you obtain this in the name of the entity who holds their reins in His hands, Right. Do that. Do this in the name of the entity who holds the reins in his hands, and and as a result, you will rise to the station that befits your aptitudes. You are given tremendous aptitudes. No one else. Nobody else. No other species is given these. You, as the human being, is the, is the only one. You are exceptional. You are privileged. You are special. But but that also means that you need to fulfill the responsibility that accompanies all these blessings all this honor all this privilege privileges come with responsibilities and if you don't fulfill the responsibility you don't deserve the privilege any longer it will be taken from you which unfortunately um, will happen for every denier every believer in the hereafter They'll, they will they will end up in hell and may maybe not be may we not be among them may we be among those who fulfilled the trust madem hakikat böyledir Manasız bir eğlence hükmünde olan fonograf işlettirmek, güvercinlerle oynamak, mektup postacılığı yapmak, papağanları konuşturmaya bedel en hoş, en yüksek, en ulvi bir eğlenceyi masumaneye çalış ki, dağlar sana Davud Davudvari birer muazzam fonograf olabilsin ve hava enesiminin nesiminin dokunmasıyla eşçar hava nesiminin dokunmasıyla eşçar ve nebatattan birer tel-i musiki gibi nagamatı Zikriye kulağına gelsin ve dağla dağ binler dilleriyle tesbihat yapan bir acaibül mahlukat mahiyetini göstersin ve ekser kuşlar hüd hüdü Süleymani gibi birer munis arkadaş veya muti birer hizmetkar suretini giysin. Hem seni eğlendirsin hem müstahid olduğun kemalata da seni şekle sevk etsin. Öteki levhiyat gibi insaniyetin iktiza makamdan seni düşürtmesin. <gülüyor> Since this is the reality instead of operating phonographs playing with pigeons conveying to, to convey letters and making parrots talk which are in effect meaningless entertainments right is there is there benefit maybe there is a little bit in you know a benefit but this is not what it is created for there is I mean, there's enormous um, material that is being put into its existence if you look from a worldly point of view, right? For God it is easy, there is no no difficulty, right? But he is manifesting his majesty on these things. You know, by, let's say, by bringing together billions, maybe trillions of elements together in the body of let's say this pigeon he is manifesting his majesty and there is more to be expected there is more to be done with the pigeon than conveying letters or making parrots talk right which are in effect meaningless entertainments if if if you do all of those without contextualizing what's happening in the context of God's creation and therefore relating them to their creator and therefore learning about God and cultivating your sense of presence before him and then moving on to worship him if you don't do this latter part of uh, the the observation and your engagement with these animals and other creatures too then it becomes you know in effect meaningless entertainments right since this is the reality instead of operating phonographs playing with pigeons conveying letters and making parrots talk which are in effect meaningless entertainments work for such an agreeable high lofty and innocent entertainment that mountains can each become a david-like tremendous phonograph for you Melodies of remembrance, dhikr, reach your ear from trees and plants with the touch of breezy air, each like a musical string, and most birds take on the form, so that most birds take on the form of a congenial friend and obedient servant like Solomon's who poo for you. That they entertain you and with enthusiasm, this is important, drive you to the perfections for which you have an aptitude those aptitudes those preparedness that preparedness it is given to you to be activated you're prepared to do something but you don't do it there's no benefit right so engage these animals engage this realm in such a way that it drives you to the perfections for which you have an aptitude that they do not make you fall from the station as called by for as called for by humanity in the way that other amusements do. You have a station that is called for by humanity, by your humanity. Act, talk and act um, in line with the demands requirements of that station some amusements make you fall from that station because you give in to your evil commanding soul and the whisperings of Satan you are not in this world just to sulk and be bored there is room for entertainment but that entertainment should be meaningful and reflecting of God's beauty and majesty and perfection and your privilege and responsibility to observe, understand, appreciate that beauty, majesty and perfection and show show gratitude in return. If that is happening it's it's good entertainment and moreover moreover the level of that entertainment can be as though the entire realm is out there to entertain you i don't understand people who get out on a beautiful uh you know nicely breezy sunny day perhaps inshallah in a you know beautiful environment let's say in a forest or woods uh, they can see the sky too. Flowers blooming. Birds, sh- birds chirping and singing. I don't understand people who, like, can find themselves in such an environment and still be bored because they don't recognize what's going on. They will perhaps lie down in a bed, close their eyes, and put some headphone on their ears and listen to some nonsensical. Music, human-made music, for hours on end and not be bored. But, but, they will not hear the divine music that is being played at all times in everywhere. In ourselves, and in the horizons, in the realm. Ustad calls this uh, an orchestra of remembrance. An, an orchestra of remembrance is always playing. It is up to us to learn to listen to it and hear it and listen to it and appreciate it. Hem mesela. Now we are moving on to another uh, miracle. Hem mesela, Hazreti Ibrahim aleyhisselamın bir mucizesi hakkında olan astayın Zubillah. Qulna ya narakuni berdan wa salama ala Ibrahim. Ala also, for instance, there are three subtle signs in this verse about a miracle of Hazrat Abraham Ibrahim. And the verse in translation, a possible translation, reads as But we said, Fire be cool and safe for Abraham Ibrahim. A. This is chapter 21, verse 69 of the Quran. And the story is, uh, most people should already know this, but Ibrahim salam challenges the idolaters about their idols and they decide to punish him by throwing him into fire. They, they build a huge uh, you know bonfire and uh, throw him into it, but God commands fire to be cool and safe for him and it becomes cool and safe. He stays there for a long time and in the end when fire extinguishes he comes out and he says well it was so comfortable mashallah it was so beautiful so this is the incident and of course being thrown into a huge fire and not not burning coming out uh, having enjoyed yourself from there that's a miracle so, Üstad Nursi says that there are three signs, three subtle signs, subtle signs in this verse. What are they? Birincisi, <gülüyor> ateş dahi sair esbab-ı tabi'ye gibi kendi keyfiyle, tabiatıyla, körü körüne hareket etmiyor. Belki emir tahtında bir vazife yapıyor ki Hz. İbrahim'i aleyhisselam yakmadı ve ona yakma emrediliyor. First, like other natural causes, fire does not act on its own wishes according to its nature and blindly rather it serves under command and thus it did not burn Hazrat Ibrahim and it is commanded do not burn it is commanded do not burn and therefore it did not burn Ibrahim uh, the first sentence is a bit important we should probably think a bit um, more deeply on it like other natural causes fire does not act on its own wishes according to its nature and blindly So on its own wishes, as if uh, causes, things that are associated with a cause, have consciousness and and, and will. That's not the case. Fire or any other thing that we may possibly be associating with a cause, right? Gravity, earth pulls, earth. Does earth have consciousness? Well, there is an appointed angel and therefore the earth, has an angel that has consciousness but that is in relation to god right that is coming from god angel is uh, a creature of god that he created to uh, represent earth the, the glorification supplications worship of earth and also to subjugate earth it's a veil In this way, he veils his own power. So he puts these degrees of uh, existence in between himself and us, the observer, the main observer of all of this. But otherwise, the earth, the material earth, the physical earth, deprived of any further reality does not have have any uh, consciousness and therefore cannot have wishes right according to it's nature right that's the other thing so this is in its nature right what is that what is in its nature it it, it leads to a dead end so what is in its nature it uh, it pulls why well there are these electrons that are doing I, I'm making this part up there are these electrons that do this and that why do the electrons do that Th- that's because these subparticles doing it why do the subparticles do it well, uh, um, I don't know. In the end, the answer is I don't know. Why? Because it's not something that exists, that nature does not exist. It is the reality, right? If these properties that this substance is demonstrating in this realm, right, if those are the the reality of this substance, what we know from um from islam from the quran and from our tradition of interpreting the quran is that those properties that reality of the thing is a manifestation is the manifestation of god's divine names and attributes they have no self-subsisting existence beyond being manifestations of god's names and attributes Therefore, it is not a uh, self-existing, self-subsistent thing that we can call nature. It is a reflection. It's a manifestation, and blindly, and that relates to the the argument that things happened coincidentally. You know, blind coincidence, and that is that has no meaning. Like it doesn't explain anything anyway, but. If coincidence existed, right, it would be blind because the, the very concept of uh, coincidence refutes intentionality. And this whole realm, this universe, indicates intentionality. It is beautiful. It is functional. It is flow of wisdoms. Everything is related to everything else. When you change one thing in one place, everything else is is affected. Therefore, it, there is a level of perfection that's built into it. It is artful, artistic. So on and so forth, right? So no, that that's not possible either. Like other natural causes, however, however, um, we have as you know human beings because we have to say something, we have called them natural causes right, causes that exist in nature if you use the word nature as this ambiance, as this environment, as this ecology that we live in there are uh, patterns in that, and if you use the word cause to refer to that then then, that's fine like other natural causes, fire does not act on its own wishes according to its nature and blindly, rather It serves under command, and thus it did not burn, Hazrat Ibrahim a.s., and it is commanded, do not burn, right? So what we think, falsely think, conceptualize, as a cause, in reality is a command. So if we can see the command beyond the cause, in other words, if we can see the causer of the cause, then we reach our Lord. Ikinci say, the second uh, sign. Ateşin bir derecesi var ki burudetiyle ihrak eder, yani ihrak gibi bir tesir yapar. Cenab-ı Hak selâmen lafsıyla burudete diyor ki, sen de hararet gibi burudetinle ihrak etme. Demek o mertebedeki ateş soğukluğuyla yandırır gibi tesir gösteriyor. Hem ateştir hem berttir. Evet. Hikmet-i nar beyza halinde ateşin bir derecesi var ki harareti etrafına neşretmiyor ve etrafındaki harareti kendine celb ettiği için şu tarz brudetle etrafındaki su gibi mayi şeyleri incimat ettirip manen brudetiyle ihrak eder. İşte zemherir burudetiyle ihrak eden bir sınıf ateştir. Öyle ise ateşin bütün derecatına ve umum envaına cami olan cehennem içinde elbette zemheririn bulunması zaruridir. Now second second sign uh, that we learn or that we can interpret from this verse. Fire has a degree that burns with coldness. And that's true. Like We associate fire with heat and heat burns. But there is a kind of fire that generates enormous coldness, enormous cold that it is the cold that burns. Fire has a degree that burns with coldness. That is, makes an impact similar to burning. So we are calling it that burning, but you know, that's you know desiccation from for instance. In the utterance of safe in saying in God in, in, in God saying safe or salaman, the sublime real tells the cold, like heat, you too do not burn. So Let's go back to the uh, verse, God says, fire, be cool and safe. So the implication here is, had God said, fire, be cool only, it could still burn because, you know, God's command, you obey the command, a a command coming coming from God to the utmost. It would become so cold that the cold would burn. But God says, berdan salama." be cool and safe or be cool and peaceful that's another way to translate that like heat you too do not burn right so coolness cold you too do not burn here there's a side note let's uh quickly read that a quranic exegesis says had he not said, had God not say, said, safe, be safe, it was going to burn with its coldness. Subhanallah. So fire at that level shows an impact as though it is burning with its coldness. It is both fire and cold. Yes, in the wisdom about nature, that is in um, sciences, natural sciences, there is such a degree of fire that is, natural sciences have identified such a degree of fire in its white stage the white stage of fire that fire depending on the uh, degree of heat uh, takes on different colors that it does not emit heat to its environment but draws heat to itself from its environment and with this type of cold it causes liquid substances around it such as water to freeze thus burning them with its metaphysical coldness it's not real coldness but it's it's a kind of coldness so bitter cold zamharir is a type of fire that burns with its coldness now zamharir is uh, also the name given to a kind of uh, fire in, in, in hell a kind of fire that burns or extreme cold, bitter cold, extreme cold that burns uh, that's in in hell in that case it is of course necessary for bitter cold to exist in hell or zamharir there's no there is no um perfect translation for this word bitter cold is an approximation we can also say zamharir in that case it is of course necessary for bitter cold to exist in hell which combines all <coughs> all degrees and types of fire Hell combines contains all degrees of uh, you know fire. Then this kind of cold will exist in hell too. So this is another um, subtle sign indication that Ustad Nursi has understood from this verse. Üçüncüsü third sign, cehennem ateşinin tesirini men edecek ve eman verecek iman gibi bir madde imaneviye İslamiyet gibi bir zır olduğu müsullü dünyevi ateşinin dahi tesirini men edecek bir maddeyi ma, e, maddeye vardır. Çünkü Cenab-ı Hak ismi hakim iktizasıyla bu dünya darül hikmet olmak kasebiyle esbab perdesi altında icraat yapıyor. Öyle ise Hz. İbrahim'in cismi gibi gömleğinde ateş yakmadı ve ateşe karşı mukavemet halini vermiştir. İbrahim yakmadığı gibi gömleğinde yakmıyor. Now this third sign is the one that... E, that's going to be similar to the interpretations of the verses that we have been reading that is uh, pointing to the furthest limit uh, that we can go in relation to this phenomenon that is mentioned in the uh, Quran and an encouragement to arts and sciences and crafts third as there is a metaphysical substance like faith and an armor like Islam that prevent the impact of hellfire right faith and Islam protect the believer some, you know submitting believer from hellfire as there is a metaphysical substance like faith and an armor like Islam that prevent the impact of hellfire and afford protection against it there must be a material substance now not metaphysical but material that is physical substance uh, to to prevent the impact of worldly fire too for since this world is the abode of wisdom the sublime real acts beneath the veil of causes as called for as called for by the name all-wise hence like his body fire did not burn Hazrat Ibrahim's shirt either right so that's that's a you know subtle point to think about Ibrahim Alayhi was thrown into fire and um, you know he had clothing on him and the clothing did not burn either he came out intact not touched untouched right so like his body fire did not burn hazard ibrahim's shirt either then then there's a way for a shirt to exist to protect one from fire to to not be burned to be fire resistance resistant and he must have given it a God must have given it a state of fire resistance to that shirt. So he did not protect Ibrahim salam's body only, but also the shirt. As it does not burn Ibrahim salam. it does not burn his shirt either. As the fire, here it refers to the fire. As the fire does not burn Ibrahim salam, it does not burn his shirt either. İşte bu işaretin remziyle mana şu ayet diyor ki, Ey millet İbrahim, İbrahim vari Ta maddi ve manevi gömlekleriniz, en büyük düşmanınız olan ateşe hem burada hem orada bir zırh olsun. Ruhunuza imanı giydirip cehennem ateşine karşı zırhınız olduğu gibi, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın zeminde sizin için sakladığı ve ihzar ettiği bazı maddeler var, onlar sizi ateşin şerrinden muhafaza eder, arayınız, çıkarınız, giyiniz. So, with the hint and the signification and the sign, this verse says, metaphysically, O nation of Abraham all the people of Abraham all the followers of Ibrahim salam. that's that's us we are millet Ibrahim, right we are the nation of Abraham Ibrahim be Abraham-like be Ibrahim-like so that your material and metaphysical shirts become an armor against fire which is your greatest enemy both here and there here against material fire there in the in the uh, hereafter against hellfire as the sublime real clothes your spirit with faith and it becomes your armor against hellfire there are some materials in earth that he has hidden and prepared for you that can protect you from the evil of fire evil of material physical fire look for them extract them and clothe yourselves in them İşte beşerin mühim terakkiyatından ve keşfiyatındandır ki bir maddeyi bulmuş, ateş yakmayacak ve ateşe dayanır bir gömlek giymiş. Şu ayet ise ona mukabil, bak ne kadar ulvi, latif ve güzel ve ebede kadar yırtılmayacak, hanifen, müslimen desgahında dokunacak bir hulleyi gösteriyor. So, it is one of the important advancements and discoveries of the humankind that they have found a material and thus clothed clothed themselves in a shirt that fire does not burn and that resists fire. Firefighters wear this. Uh, I think they use um, asbest uh, in this uh, fabric. There might be other things too, right? But there are fire resistant fabrics. Not only that they don't burn, but they don't uh, let the heat, uh, they don't transmit heat so that what is in it does not burn either. To a level, right? In the case of Ibrahim, it was like huge bonfire. Uh, God knows, you know, what temperature it, it reached, right? So that might be the furthest limit. But for us too, to a limit, to a level, there are things that we can extract from the earth, weave, process, and use to protect ourselves from fire. Fire-resistant resistant substances, fire-resistant clothing. As for this verse, so the, the human beings have done this, we have done this. And Ustad knows about it, apparently it, it, it was already in existence at his time right he's saying look the Quran points to this this was in the Quran this is a miracle but that's not that's not all the point that we uh, get from this there's there are you know significantly more important lessons to be learned and what is that as for this verse look insto- instead of that instead of that physical fire resistant fabric it shows what a lofty Subtle beautiful garment that will be woven on the loom of Hanif and Muslim, truly submitting and will never be rent. So, the verse shows a lofty, subtle, beautiful garment, a beautiful shirt that shows, like it, it indicates, shows the possibility of lofty, subtle, beautiful garment that will be woven on the loom of Hanif and Muslim, this. Uh, is also from the Quran and it is from the verse uh, chapter 3 verse 67 Abraham was neither a Jew nor a Christian he was truly submitting to God, never an idolater truly submitting Hanifan, Musliman why was he given all those miracles and blessings? because he was truly submitting to his Lord All the human being, Ustad knows he's interpreting the verse, if you too truly submit to your Lord, he may give you this garment, this lofty, subtle, beautiful garment that will never be rent, never tear, and that will protect you from fire in this world, physical fire, and incomparably more importantly, from fire in the hereafter, hellfire. how how how do you achieve that by truly submitting and in the true submission we talked about this before there are two aspects one is truly submitting to the sharia that is revealed uh, to prophets and currently and lastly the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the the sharia of descent the revealed sharia and two we also submit to the Sharia of Creation. The laws, the legislated laws that are written, written in the cosmos. If you put your hand in fire, it burns. Unless you are wearing a fire-resistant uh, protecting protector and armor. right? if you press the knife onto your palm it cuts if you drive above the speed limit and without looking at where you are going carelessly there's a huge likelihood that you are going to have an accident all of these are also about truly submitting recognizing our limitations If I was a super, super something, like not even a human being, I was, I, I was above humanity, right? I could press my hand onto the knife and it would not cut. Am I like that? No. Do I recognize my humanity, the limitations of my humanity? Yes. What is the indication of that? I'm not pressing my hand on a sharp knife. What is the indication of that? I'm not putting my finger into burning fire. What is the indication of that? I'm driving at a proper speed limit and paying attention to what's going on. What is the indication of that? We can keep going on, right? I'm I'm maintaining my car, for instance. So that is a part of truly submitting to. Subhanaka la Ilmalana. Illama illa allamtana. Inna ka anta hakim. آخر الدعاءهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة الصلاة والسلام صلى الله عليه وسلم